Oh, let's go. Good morning, everybody. It is the Plank, Plank Show. He's, of course, Chris Plank. I'm Josh Helmer. It could be a tremendous day for Oklahoma <laughs> athletics. It could be it could be maybe a halfway incredible day. Less than stellar would be a good word. Day. <laughs> it could be a long day for Sooner Athletics. But hey, here we are. Oklahoma softball one win away again from the women's championship series. And Oklahoma baseball, of course, we know what's going on with the Sooners after the Gators were able to force the if necessary game today. So it's a stacked morning, early afternoon of Sooner Athletics. And hopefully both softball and baseball can make quick work of this thing and we can all be happy late lunch. No big deal. Chris, good morning, my friend. What's up, Josh? A less than stellar day would be a good way to put it if things don't go well. How's that? It could be a fantastic day. It could be an amazing day. could be a less than stellar day if things don't go so well. But uh, I'm feeling pretty good today, man. I, I think that this team has played its best ball here recently, and it's been fun to watch, and I don't see anything that's happened over the last couple of days that would slow them down outside of Megan Faramo getting a day of rest yesterday for UCLA, Holly Acevedo looking really good, and – the big weakness for UCLA, Josh, has been their defense. And their defense was phenomenal here yesterday. So is it a sign of figuring something out? You know, is it just – was it a one-hit wonder, Dexy in the Midnight Runner style? I don't know. But I'm excited to see how it plays out here today. Oh, and by the way, how are you? How was your weekend? It was good. good. It was good. Had a great weekend. I enjoyed uh... – Enjoyed listening to you and DJ on Saturday with the uh, win over Texas. And that was a, a great one to watch. You, you could tell once Oklahoma got going, they they wanted to figure Dulcini out. They did do just that. They figured Dulcini out. And off to the races, another nice little offensive explosion from Oklahoma. And we'll see how this morning plays out. But you might – Need something similar in the run category today. Hope Troutwine going to get the start for the Sooners, you think? Maybe. Can I, can I give you a little Easter egg from Saturday's game? Something that maybe people might not have caught? I don't even know if you know this, Whitley. Did you notice what happened before first pitch? Were you watching or were you listening? So I was listening okay. at that point. Okay. I think I, I think I explained it well. So – when, when you get into postseason play, they do things differently. And this is very, very inside baseball and softball. But typically, during the regular season, coaches come out to home plate. They exchange lineup cards. You know, the umpires point, and they show them, like, foul poles. And coaches always have questions, you know, even though they've been playing on the same field for, like, a week. But there's always that kind of little back and forth, and it's never bad. And – and that's the first thing. Then the, the lineups are introduced, then the, the anthem, then we play ball. Well, for some reason, when you get to the postseason, they do it all back asswards. And you basically have the teams are introduced, uh, then you get the anthem, then the lineup cards are exchanged. I've never understood it, 
I don't know why, and I don't even know if it's that big of a deal. But Patty Gasso came out when it was like, coaches, the home play. You know, they make the big announcement, and they walk out, and they've got their lineup card in hand. And you know what happened when Patty Gasso came out there with her lineup card? <laughs> what happened? She had to wait. And 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 eventually, and I don't know if it was something strategic. I don't know if truly, you know, the new schedule had, and it's not new. You know, Texas, no one has played more games in the postseason at this point than Texas has. Every game that could possibly have been played for the Texas Longhorns, they've played so far in the postseason, right? I mean, they played, uh, they had to play Washington three times in the regional. Uh, they had to play three games in their super regional. Um, sure, they won their first game, so they didn't have to worry about jumping immediately down to the loser's bracket. So I guess you could say, well, Sands won game. But they played, uh, as far as the teams that are left, more postseason games than anybody. So I think understandably so, that kind of riled Patty Gasso up. And it's a small thing. It's a little thing. But it was BS is what it was. And I guess she really challenged her team because, you know, you come away from something where you feel disrespected. If it's in radio, if Drake would have disrespected me before the start of this show, I would have come in fired up. You know, I don't know what – I don't know if my takes would have been any hotter, Josh, or if that would have meant that you and Connor have to hover over the dump button, whatever Maybe it is. your takes on Drake right. Dyken, but – Right, right, right. right. Not, not, not Drake Stenberg. Sorry, 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 Drake. Drake Stenberg's in the booth next to us. He's like, what I do? Drake Dyken, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not not my guy, Drake, who's been working with West Widow on all weekend uh, and the director of Officer Volleyball. Not at all. Um, but so Patty goes – Coach Gasso goes to the dugout and, and gives a passionate pregame speech. And what happens? What happens as soon as she does? Jada Coleman rips a double into the gap, and Jocelyn Allo hits one out of the yard. How awesome is that? I mean, if you're standing there in that third-base coach's box and you know that you've challenged your team, and they respond like that. Now, granted, Dolcini settled down a bit, re- retired nine straight before uh, Oklahoma finally figured her out in the fourth, maybe even the fifth, uh, when, they, when they finally chased her from the game. But how cool is that to see a situation where, uh, whether it was on purpose or not, where there's kind of a feeling of disrespect and you challenge your team, Josh, and they respond. That's awesome. And they needed that kind of a – start obviously was huge to get Jada on base there and then obviously for Jocelyn Allo to do what she does mm. hit another one out of the yard amazing that uh, she's now hit 30 home runs for a third different season in her yeah. career but uh, those individual accolades right I mean it's I know she's not thinking about that right now it's all about mm-hmm. team achievement try to win one more national championship here go out the right way and it's a no-brainer. I mean, if we start talking about keys to this one, just just get the work done now, right? Do not put yeah. yourself in a situation to get into an if-necessary game, which, by the way, for everybody out there that's sort of wondering perhaps how today's schedule lines up, so we know Oklahoma-UCLA getting started, 11 a.m. The if-necessary game, it would take place right after it that's if, right. if Oklahoma has to play it, so – it could, it could turn into a quick little doubleheader situation for Oklahoma if they don't take care of business. But keys, Plank, if they can get a similar start to what they got versus Texas 
would uh, obviously be huge. I know that's no-brainer, but against a team like UCLA, who to me is still the best other team left in this field. I know that some would some would argue Oklahoma State, but uh, to me going in it was UCLA, and to me today it is still UCLA. So from that standpoint, I don't know that Oklahoma finds itself with maybe the best draw. UCLA to me out of all three of these teams has the best chance to beat OU twice. Mm-hmm. So get your work done quickly. Jump on top of uh, UCLA in the first, in the second inning. Something similar to what we saw on Saturday versus Texas. Yeah, get get and you know this UCLA team on Thursday really struggled with the early start time. And I'm not here to make excuses for anyone, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that UCLA hasn't started many games this year at 9 a.m. local time. Now, granted, they've been in Oklahoma City since Tuesday, right? So they, But they're, they're also still in school. So there was a story about, gosh, I want to say – I want to say Brianna Perez, who had – it can't be Brianna Perez. She's been in school for 50 years, so there's no way she, she still has work to do. But one of their players had like a 30-page paper that was due, and I'm sure if – they're like most students. You procrastinate until you can get it done. The last, I'm being facetious a bit, but there was a lot that went into that poor performance on Thursday against Texas. Um, but I can't, I can't help but wonder. You know, UCLA has played every game possible, right? You lose on Thursday, you have to turn around and fight for your life against Northwestern on Friday, and they, they beat Northwestern, but it took them a while to separate. Then you turn around and. You've got to take on a Florida team that I, you know, I've I've been joking about this with with Whitley and with you, Josh. I feel like every take I've had since watching a game here over the last two years has been incorrect. (laughs) I feel like, uh, and and even, I felt like I I had a pretty good handle on it pre-pandemic, right, before. But these last couple of years, for instance, you know, I thought Florida State and – who did they play in their elimination game? I would say Arizona. Arizona and Florida State played after on the losers bracket, right? So uh, last year, Alabama and UCLA won their first games in the other side of the bracket, right? And then Arizona and Florida State played in that elimination game, and I did that game for Westwood One. And I remember thinking to myself, "Hey, whoever wins that game is done. Oklahoma State's going to beat them." And sure enough. Florida State went out and even won the first game of the championship series. So I I was wrong there. I was wrong, secondly, because I kind of thought that um, UCLA might be in trouble here today. I thought Florida – or not here today, yesterday. I thought Florida was going to be a big-time problem for the Bruins. Why? Because UCLA's weakness has been their defense. They're not a good defensive softball team. But Florida just couldn't do anything. I mean, they they had three hits against – Oklahoma State, and I want to say, Josh, they finished up last night with just three hits as well. So I, it's just you, and they committed two, well, one error. The score, the score, official score was very kind of Florida last night on what could have been a second error. But I, I'm afraid to almost project how anything would play out today because I've been so wrong in everything that I thought would play out, and it's just it's. I don't know what kind of difference this new schedule is actually going to make, right? You have – if you're Oklahoma and you're Oklahoma State, you've had two days off. If you're UCLA and Texas, you've had – let's see, UCLA had their day off then on Saturday. Texas had its day off on Friday. 
So how does that factor in? You know, you do you want to be the hot team coming in and riding that wave of momentum? Or do you worry about a turnaround after such an emotional game for both of these teams yesterday? There's so many variants and so many variables on today that I'm – listen, I know it's a bit of a cop-out, but I'm just fascinated to see how this all plays out. And I don't like the early start. I think it sucks for fans. Um, that's not going to affect the attendance here. I think, you know, if I'm really smart, I just shut up and realize how good it is for the radio listening audience because there's probably a lot of people that get a chance to listen today that don't typically get a chance to listen. But it's been a hard World Series to truly figure out because you have a team that either looks very beatable one day, like UCLA, and then turns around and looks unbeatable in its next two. Are you looking at a team like Florida on Thursday night that looked like they were here to make some noise, and then, Josh, they can't do anything the rest of the tournament? I mean, it just it makes zero sense. No sense whatsoever in what we've seen so far. But I'm here for it, and I hope it's only one game this morning for the Sooners. And we think, right, I mean, both ways, well, we know for Oklahoma, we pretty sure we know for Oklahoma it'll be a different pitcher in the circle versus UCLA to start. That was – a game where Jordy Ball early in the season went the distance for Oklahoma, right. picked up her second win. And, I mean, the natural guess is Faremu, right, to start Faremu. For, Faremu to start for UCLA. And that wasn't the case when they matched up at the beginning of the year. But she did pitch. Right. She pitched, uh, what, three and a third innings, but was the third pitcher that day for UCLA. Yeah, yeah we, we saw basically all of UCLA arms back in February. But it's a completely different team. Uh the, the girl that threw last night was incredible, Holly Acevedo. She was great. But then again, she was great against a team that can't hit. <laughs> I mean, Florida proved that they cannot hit the ball in this Women's College World Series. I mean, look at their home run totals, Josh. Jocelyn Allo has almost as many home runs as Florida did as a team this year. Uh, and you put Jossie and Tiare's numbers, and two players almost doubled the amount of home runs that Florida as a team had this season. So – it was, to me, you know, a, a really good win, like a momentum-building win. The Bruin bubble was hopping. They were wearing their polka dot pants. Uh, it was really fun to see. But in the same vein, you know, what have they really done? They've beaten a Northwestern team that Oklahoma uh, run-ruled here on Thursday, and they beat a Florida team that has had approximately six hits in two games and could not come up with – and I mean, completely and totally melted down in that fifth inning yesterday. So – I'm not trying to disrespect it. You're going to see Faremo. Um, Oklahoma has historically hit her well. She's very fiery, um, and and she can run hot. But when things don't go well, it's it's a complete other direction in running hot, right? And she's done a good job. She's completely recommitted herself. You know, she didn't get to make this trip last year. And you don't have to search far to figure out why she didn't end up coming to the Women's College World Series last year. And that could have made a major difference for UCLA if she was here with Rachel Garcia last year. But she recommitted herself. She's in a better place physically. She's in great shape. Uh, She's in a better place mentally. But if you have some early success against her, I I think there's a chance you could rattle her. Now, let's talk real quick because this is, like, it for me today. Yep. What is Coach Roach and Patty Gasso doing in the circle, Josh? What do you think? Oh, I think it's going to be Hope Troutwine. The, the fact that you've won each of your first games in this Women's College World Series and the way that the schedule has now been set up in the WCWS, it 
it makes it different yeah. than in years past to where you can go back to Trout Wine again and feel comfortable that she's fully rested. So I think given what she's looked like in this Women's College World Series, I think that's the natural direction to go for Oklahoma. It's not as if UCLA has seen Trout Wine. Right. So to me, that's that's kind of the obvious natural choice. What do you think? You know, whenever I was driving in and I was listening to – by Caitlin, I like the hat. It looks incredible. Caitlin Fournier, by the way, the uh, director of Vibe here at the Women's College World Series, swung by to say, hey. Um, yeah, Josh, I think that's the logical answer because to me and I think to everyone, you want to hear, all right, Jordy Ball. Here comes Jordy Ball. This is the Jordy Ball moment, and, and maybe it is. But I think you're – you're playing with a little bit of house money right now, but also you don't want to risk busting too early. You've got a pad. You, you, you go with a hot arm. Hope Troutwine's been incredible. Nicole May hasn't thrown yet. But uh, do you have the box score from the UCLA game in front of you? Yes, okay. I do. What, what did Nicole May – did she even throw against them? I think it was all Jordy, right? It was Yeah, it was all Jordy ball. All now, seven innings. Okay, last year in the Women's College World Series, and again, a different team, I want to say Nicole got the start against UCLA and pitched three innings, right? Yeah, and didn't necessarily perform all that well. What was eh. But, again, Oklahoma put like nine, ten runs on the board, so it, it didn't really matter too much. I, I This gets down to matchups, and I won't lie to you. I don't know where the matchup struggles are for UCLA. I go back – to what DJ Gasso told us on the show, what the other day, and it was that UCLA kind of struggles with things up in the zone, and if that's the case, then to me, you go with your eyes ball pitcher, you go with Hope Troutwine, but the thing is, maybe there's something new that Jordy Ball has. Maybe there's something that might pose a different type of a challenge to UCLA. Yeah, here was the breakdown to DJ. Um, and, in fact, this is an exact text that I'm going to read from DJ Gasso last week before he came on. UCLA, I think, will lose to Texas. Hitters don't hit high and out well. But is this moment going to be too big for Texas is the real thing. And he actually said, I feel more confident in OU playing UCLA than Texas. So, I mean, that was on Thursday, Josh, before he came on the show. And now you go in two games in, and you got to feel pretty good about the way things have gone for Oklahoma, knowing that you've only thrown one pitcher. She's only had to throw, um, what, basically 11 innings, right? Um, because you didn't have to pitch the bottom of the fifth against Northwire. Oh, yeah, 12, 12, I'm sorry. 12 innings so far. You're right, because the top of the fifth inning – uh, Oklahoma was in a position to walk him off in the top of the fifth. So she's only thrown 12 innings in two games. And, uh, you know, Hope's been one of those types of pitchers that usually when there's a control issue, she bounces back pretty well from it. So, I don't know, dude. I, I think you might be onto something. Everyone wants the wow. Everyone wants to see Jordy. But I think you're going to be in a position to where, like, slow and steady wins the race. You don't need to force anything with Jordy Ball. Just go out there, um, use what's worked and come away with a win, and let's not worry about a second game here this evening. And honestly, 
I mean, doesn't it come down to what you do offensively against yes. Foremo? Yes. You ought to be able to go score four runs against Foremo, and you should feel pretty confident that, yep. meanwhile, on the other end of the equation, that Hope Troutwine, even if she gets knocked around a little bit, she can keep it you know, within the lines sure. and give up three or less earned runs. So the, the offense needs to do its job today, and I think regardless of if you go Troutwine or May or Ball, you're going to be in a pretty good situation. But I, I'm guessing it's going to be Troutwine. But we shall see. Not too far away. Hey, Plank, thanks, man, for hopping in just for a bit. Have a uh, great call this morning, and Boomer Sooner to you, but, yeah, And by the way, sick of straw, man, I did like this on Twitter. He writes, um, hold on, let me, I just lost. Here it is. Uh, I hope I want Troudwine to start just so they can bring Ball into Inter Sandman again, which <laughs> yes. was awesome and completely happenstance whenever she came in. So that was really cool. Uh, we'll see you with a, a, a 1045 pregame show on the Sooner Radio Network, but Josh and Connor will have you covered right here on The Ref. Thanks, Josh. Talk to you tomorrow. Okay, man. Yep, hopefully we're talking about a WCWS championship series. See you, buddy. That, of course, Chris Plank, hour number one, brought to us by Van Hoos Fence. Let's take a timeout, come back, and let's continue to break down Oklahoma and UCLA softball. Of course, if necessary, game for baseball. Talking that this morning as well. Your thoughts? Want to hear from you on the Riverwind Casino call-in line, 405-329-9000, Air Comfort Solutions text line. All yours as well. We are just getting going. 405-651-3439 if you want to fire off a thought. Josh Helmer here with you. It's the Plank Show on the Rev. All right, we are we are back, ready to roll. It's the Plank Show. Josh Helmer alongside Connor Pasby. Riverwind Casino call-in line. That's right, you heard it correctly. The Riverwind Casino call-in line. 405-329-9000. Holy smokes, I got to turn these headsets down. Like too fired too fired up on About to go <laughs> deaf in here. <laughs> Who was in here last? Oh my gosh, we got to do the hearing test, make sure everything's okay. But hit us up, let's talk. It's uh, of course a busy busy day in Sooner Athletics and it gets underway here in a buck and a half. So, while technically we can't do on-air play-by-play, we will certainly be keeping you up to date as soon as that gets underway with Sooner Softball. And then once 11.30 hits, it's off to Sooner Baseball pregame on 99.3 FM and 1400 AM. So, we'll have, uh, obviously, Toby Rowland. With the Sooners down in Gainesville trying to advance out, it sounds like Chaz Martinez is the direction that most think Oklahoma is going to go in this winner-take-all game down in Florida. And if that's the case, you just you hope you can get something similar to what obviously Florida got in, uh, in relief yesterday and, and throughout that game to force this if-necessary game today. Need bats, Martinez. bats going, too. Need need Martinez to be great, and yes, got to, got to, got to heat up the sticks. And, you know, you get an opportunity like you did yesterday in that game. Look, it's elimination game, winner take all. You get an opportunity with some folks on the base paths because of the stakes of what this game is. You've got to get guys – 
get them on, get them over, get them in, right? You get a chance with runners in scoring position early. You have to cash that in. The momentum swings of this baseball game today are going to be gigantic. The Air Comfort Solutions text line, I see that is already rolling and getting underway. 405-651-3439. If the Sooners' bats are hot, they will run rule the Bruins. Save Jordy Ball for the series finale against the Pokes, maybe? Yeah, I don't know what to think of Oklahoma State-Texas. I guess I'm picking Oklahoma State to close it out in this first game today, but... I don't think it's going to be a massive surprise if I mean, if Texas, Texas, do, if Texas does days. win, I don't know if they're beating Oklahoma State twice because they, they got to do that to get in the championship series, and that's going to be a tall task for Texas against OSU. To the phone lines we go. You call up this morning. We'll get right to you straight away. Treating this as a joint pregame show for Oklahoma softball and Sooner baseball this morning. But we can dive into other thoughts that you have out there as well. Bill, what's up? Good morning. Welcome to the Plank Show. Good morning. Uh, I think it's critical that the Sooners women jump on the UCLA early. Yeah, they need to. Baseball teams, they need to jump on them early and stomp on their head and keep it on their head. Agreed. If, uh, which we think it's going to be, we think it's going to be for Ramo. If that's the case, then knock her around a little bit early. Score, score two in the first, you know, a couple more in the second, get her out of there. And meanwhile, I think it's going to be Hope Troutwine in the circle for Oklahoma. She's been, you know, I, I know that first game against, uh, first game against Northwestern, there was, a little little trouble early with some walks and things, but ultimately she was able to rein it back in. And then versus Texas, I thought she was tremendous against the Longhorns, save for the, the one solo shot late that really just didn't even matter that much. So to me, she's had rest off in between. That's the obvious direction for Oklahoma to go. And if you can put up a little run support for her early and – Make UCLA think that, okay, yeah, this is this is not the Florida team that we played yesterday. This is the defending national champion Oklahoma Sooners with this high-powered offense and with Hope Troutwine in the circle. It would be huge. It, it would be huge. The last thing you want, obviously, is for whichever direction the Sooners go in the circle that you kind of slow starting offensively and instead UCLA is able to scratch a couple on you early and create that belief themselves that they they can win not once but twice today. I have to pull for a little sister, but I hope Texas takes them to two games and kind of put little sister back in their place. Yeah, I mean, it would be good for Oklahoma if if you take care of business, win here early this morning, and, you know, regardless of run rule – seven innings victory, whatever it would be for Oklahoma. Yeah, you, you want Oklahoma State and Texas to play a couple today. Sure you do. What have you heard on the, the recruits that came in for the Champ Barbecue? Have you heard anything good about any of them? Well, uh, I will defer to Parker Thune for this afternoon for the most part, but I, I think it – Obviously, it was a very, very productive weekend 
for Oklahoma. I know that I don't know how much Parker's going to touch on this today, but there was somebody in town that I think folks were surprised was in town. And I don't know that he's even revealed that name, but there were some surprises along the way, too, for some official visitors for Oklahoma, some highly touted guys. And then the folks that we knew were going to be here, I think, came away impressed. It's time, though. My my thought the last couple of weeks has kind of been this, Bill, that, okay, hey, Champion Barbecue, that's great. It's been a productive, productive event for Oklahoma in years past. And now with Brent Venables and how he's filled out this coaching staff, I've got no doubts that – had no doubts that they would really, really impress these players once they got on campus, would impress their families once they got on campus. But with it being the beginning of June and now we're into summer, we're not all that far away anymore from December and that early signing period. I know that sounds a little wild to say as we're about – Three months away from starting off this football season, but it's not because you got you got fall camp starting here in late August. And just on that line of thinking, it's it's time to start getting some commitments, and hopefully that will be the case for Oklahoma at some point this week and into next week. That several of these players and their families were wowed. I don't have a specific name to share with you who would fit that category. Maybe Parker. Parker will feel comfortable tossing a couple of names out this afternoon. But uh, by and large, everything that I saw and was hearing was productive for Oklahoma, which you would expect at the Champion Barbecue. It's always it's always kind of been the flagship event for Oklahoma these last couple of years. One last thing, the men's baseball team needs to do the same thing as the ladies. They need to jump on Florida early. Well, and they had that chance yesterday and – unfortunately left a couple of folks stranded so if they get that opportunity today you have to cash in and then you're hoping if it's martinez which it sounds like there's a good chance it will be Chaz martinez couple of zeros early on the board would go a long way for oklahoma this deep into a baseball regional you just you get to this stage of the baseball regional and you know you'd imagine both for oklahoma and florida both it's it's a little bit of a crapshoot what type of start you're going to get on the bump today. So whichever of the two teams can get, you know, one run through three, four innings or zeros through three or four innings, obviously that's probably the team that's going to win this thing. you gotta, you got to capitalize right. off runners in scoring position too. You can't have bases loaded with no outs and was it back-to-back pop-ups. So that's important. Take Man. advantage of the runners in the scoring position. That's what, I think that's what killed them Sunday. They got the bases loaded early and couldn't bring them home. I know, and that can't happen. Cannot happen in this uh, elimination game today. I was pretty encouraged when they evened it up at two apiece. I thought they were about to to win this regional and advance on out to the Supers, but alas, we shall see how it plays out today. And, again, pregame coverage at 11.30 on – Let's go Sooners. That's right, Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. My, Bill, appreciate it, man. Have a good one. We could take your phone calls as well. What are your keys for Oklahoma softball and baseball? Again, this is sort of just one big pregame show until we get underway with Sooner Softball. And the phone line to dial us up, Riverwind Casino call in line 405-329-9000. Or the text line, which uh, I see a couple of you checking in over there. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Let's hit those next. 
405-651-3439. Josh Helmer, Connor Pasby, it's the Plank Show right here. The home of Sooner fans, it's the ref. Plank Show, we're back with you, Josh Helmer, Connor Pasby. Connor, what's up, dude? Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing on a Monday? Oh, doing fantastic. Well, be, be doing better if OU baseball had won last night, but it does make for an exciting Monday. Winner, winner take all in Gainesville. So, man, should be exciting. We'll start at, we got softball at 11, then baseball falling an hour later at 12. So, that's it. And how about these diamond sports for OU? So, pretty exciting time right now. No doubt, no doubt. You had a good weekend? I did. A lot of, yeah, a lot of softball watching. Uh, man, I love baseball when we get to NCAA regional play. So, a lot of sports going on. What, uh, had your primary focus. So I did keep up with the OSU Missouri State, which was just ridiculous. The amount of runs being scored in Stillwater. OSU goes down, what was it, 12 nothing. Yes. And then rallies back and scores 29 runs. I believe someone said there was 100 runs scored in Stillwater in those three regional games. So that's something. Yeah, that is, that is <laughs> a lot of run scoring. A lot of run scoring, unusual. Well, good. I'm glad you had a, a nice weekend, and obviously we're set up for some excitement today. I should tell you, hour number one, as always, brought to us by Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com. Get your fencing needs taken care of through the premier fence company in Oklahoma. They offer free estimates and customer satisfaction. That's their top priority, 405-735-1167. Let's hit up the text line before we take a T.O. here. That is the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. You click on that one down below about the if necessary game for softball. Couple up right there, yeah. So the softball team has to play their if necessary game right after the original game, but baseball gets a separate day for their if game. Toughen up, boys. Yeah, uh, just the way the <laughs> schedules are well, to set be, up. To be fair, OU Florida was at uh, 6 p.m., so they got to play the, the other regional game right before that. So, Right, the, the other elimination game and everything. Today could, be, today could be a long day up in Oklahoma City if things don't go right for the Oklahoma Sooners in this first contest and if things don't go right for the Oklahoma State Cowgirls in the uh, second contest well would be the third if Oklahoma can't take care of business versus UCLA or as Plank jumped on this morning and I think his initial thought was there's only going to be a couple of games from OKC this morning and this evening that both OU and Oklahoma State are going to take care of business I would think I would think either UCLA or Texas probably probably wins the force the if necessary today. And I'm hoping that's in the evening and not this morning. Somebody has informed us. We've got to change that bumper music, man. Tom Petty was born in Gainesville. Did not know that. We we can't be doing that on Oh you Florida today. That's right. No more Tom Petty this morning. Or we're just taking Gainesville over. I don't know. We're we're repossessing the Tom Petty 
music here. We're repossessing Tom Petty's name this morning to try and capture that momentum that we need in Gainesville, which, hey, we heard from Skip Johnson last night post game. Let's share some of that before we end uh, our number one next. Let's take a T.O. We'll come back, reset things here, hear from you. Want to continue to hear from you all morning long on the Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. Skip Johnson next right here. It's the Plank Show. Josh and Connor hanging out with you. Getting set up for the Sooners to advance to the WCWS Championship Series once more. No big deal. Adios UCLA here in a little bit. And adios Florida from the Gainesville Regional this afternoon as well. Take a timeout. Skip Johnson, what did the Sooner baseball coach have to say heading into this winner-take-all game today? We'll share it with you next on the Home of Sooner Fans. Back with you. It's the Plank Show on a Monday. Happy to welcome in our newest supporter right here on the Plank Show from Newcastle Casino. Welcome, Welcoming in Brian Stubblefield, who is the promotions manager out there. Brian, we are pumped up, pumped up to have Newcastle Casino as the sponsor of the top five stories of the day right here on the Plank Show. What's going on? Good morning. How's your Monday so far? Good morning. Yeah, it's going great here so far here at Newcastle, and we're doing really great. Having a great morning. I know you're always, always very busy out at Newcastle Casino. What are some of the fun promotions you guys have cooking right now? Well, right now we do have a promotion on every Thursday and Tuesday. It's called Earn 20, Get 20. So patrons who earn $20 or 20 points on their Real Rewards card will receive $20 in bonus play. Then we also offer new members up to $250 in bonus play by becoming a new member here. So that's a really great promotion that we have going on. Yeah, and that's- then we have our Midnight Moolah. It's pretty much every day starting at midnight till 6 a.m. Patrons who earn 20 points will receive $10 in bonus play. And that's a very, very popular promotion that we have going on here at Newcastle. And the front row sports bar is awesome out there at Newcastle Casino. What are some of the events you guys have coming out that way over the next next month, couple of months? Uh, I mean, we do have the uh, Belmont Stakes coming up, which is a uh, horse race that's coming up on, uh, I think it is the 11th of this month. So that's a great thing to come out. You can come to the sports bar and watch the race and place your bets there. You can also head up to our off-track betting area and watch the race from up there. And, of course, you can listen every single day with Chris Plank and myself to the top five stories of the day brought to us now, we can officially say, by Newcastle Casino, where the real gamers come to play. Hey, Brian, I won't keep you all morning here, but just wanted to say thank you for stepping up and joining us as our sponsor of the top five stories of the day. Thank you. We're very excited to be the sponsors. And we'll... I know be talking again here before too long, Brian, but hey, thanks for jumping on the show, and we'll catch up again soon. All righty. Thank you, Isle, so much. Promotions manager out there at Newcastle Casino. That was Brian Stubblefield and Newcastle Casino. That's where you need to get out, and it's where the real gamers go to play. So just a couple of minutes here before the top of the hour, we'll rework everything in the 10 o'clock hour, we'll hear from Skip Johnson. True, I see you hanging on the phone lines. You'll be first up right out of the break. 
What's the biggest key for you for Oklahoma softball this morning? Or baseball, you take your pick. Take your pick, Connor. Why not both, huh? We could do uh I think for OU softball is to jump out early and uh no no walks from Hope. I think Hope will like dominate like she has been all World Series and then before that in the Big Twelve tournament, but I think the only problem that sometimes gets to OU is the walks, so keep that away and hop on hop on them early and no if necessary game. You don't wanna you don't wanna go to if necessary game for UCLA, so just take care of business right now if you're OU. Right here, right now. No if necessaries. We well we <laughs> we like if necessaries down in Gainesville a little bit. Would have preferred not to have played that one, but we're glad that we still have that opportunity. We hate if necessaries today up in Oklahoma City from Hall of Fame Stadium. If you're going out to the game today, what are you looking forward to? Hit us up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll we'll hit all of that. I uh, need to get to the text line. Need to take the phone call out there from True. That's it for hour number one. We'll do all of it next right here. It's the Plank Show on the home of Sooner fans. Josh and Connor back with you for hour number two next right here on The Rev.